Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from Salt River Fields in technically Scottsdale, isn't it? We'll go Scottsdale. uh, Salt River Fields forever. It's uh, it's Wolf and Luke here on a Tuesday morning. I'm Luke. Wolf, what's going on? How you doing, Luke? I'm jacked up right now, fired up, ready to broadcast. How about you? I'm kind of spoiled. I kind of I just want to do every show from out here. Yeah, it is kind of cool right now, especially now that we're under the tent. We actually have some shade right now. And now you could watch the way with the pitch clock. You could watch two baseball games in the in the length of our show. I guarantee you, I lost a couple of years yesterday. <laughs> a couple of years out here. Okay, man, honestly, right now, I, I went home, my face was beat red. <laughs> was Just as red as a radish. There was a picture of when Merrill Kelly was on. So we're talking to Merrill <laughs> Kelly, right? Have you seen this picture? No. <laughs> You're right next to the camera, facing away from the field. It's amazing. <laughs> I couldn't watch it, though. I couldn't watch the action, of course. Here we are. We're out here at Salt River Fields, and we're watching the Diamondbacks. They're taking on the Cubs yesterday, a game in which they actually won, by the way. But Shut there we are. We're actually watching the game, and I, I couldn't watch it and actually talk. It was just kind of too cool because the pitch clock, it was rolling. And you know when the pitch clock is rolling, oh, my goodness, my head is racing. It, it is kind of uh, stressful <laughs> when you see it over there, and it's like, hey, there's 15 seconds left. Batter walks in. He's, like, kind of leaning around. Okay, there's seven seconds left. The pitcher hasn't even had a chance yet. Uh, we'll get into that. Obviously, we'll uh, have I'm sure some more D-backs guests out here today as well. Arizona taking on Chicago, but this time it's the White Sox at 110. But Wolf, let's start. Let's just go big picture like you like to do yes. to start the show. We should be about 32, 31 hours away from Kevin Durant's Phoenix Suns debut. Please, I tried please, this last week please, and they extended please. it a few more days. I know. How about that? Are you ready? Are you jacked up? Are you ready for this, Luke? How fired up are you on a scale of 1 to 10 for Kevin Durant to be in a son's uniform? A 10, but you know, like a week and a half ago, I was a 15. Uh, okay, you can't be at a 15. Are you one of these guys that uh, you know, you've got I to give 110%? No, no, no. You're not one but of those I can guys. be excited at a 15 that, right? level. Okay, yes. good. You can be excited at a 15 level right there when 10, of course, is the top. That's. Yeah, I even gave you the scale on which we were talking about. Percent literally means out of 100. Okay. So you can't be more, but you give one to ten, yeah, fifteen, a, whatever. Okay, you give one hundred and fifty percent when you can't do that. So whatever, I'm 150% it drives me crazy. Excited. It is my pet peeve, based on audience. If you're listening right now, you can only give one hundred percent. Just understand that you only got one hundred percent. You, you, you can't get, if you can find what you think is 150%, it really is your ceiling. It's 100%. Guess what? Maybe you can go even higher than that. Okay. That's not your Forget pet peeve. I, okay. I could rattle off like your top Well, no, I, I've got a lot of pet peeves. Yeah. Okay. I, I got a lot of Starting pet peeves. Starting with the pitch clock. With the pitch clock. And tinkering don't, with the onside but, kick. But don't, 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 don't get me sidetracked okay. right, right now, okay? And all oh, the onside Mode kick. management. You had to bring no, no, up no, we'll get to the that onside later. kick <laughs> right now. Hey, everybody, let's go fourth and 15 out there. That'll be our onside kick. Shot it. All right. Uh, Kevin Durant <laughs> should be playing tomorrow night. Now, nobody has confirmed anything, but I'm going to put this in a good category, as you say sometimes, Wolf. Nobody has denied anything yet. <laughs> nobody has said anything right now. There is a, a circle of silence mm-hmm. that is around KD right now, and I'm going to put that in the positive category. The because last... if there was some negative stuff, it'd be leaking out. Right? Yeah, hey, listen, does. they might actually not play him against Charlotte as well. 
the last time there was silence around Kevin Durant, he got traded to the Phoenix Suns. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> the with circle you. of silence. We're going to put this go in, with the, that in the right positive now. category. You know, one of the things I, I can't wait to see with Kevin Durant is the Suns are not a team that gets to the foul line a lot. Would you agree with me on that yeah, one? Right they're, I yeah, I believe 25th. Not in the league. very good. Yeah, not very good at getting to the line, of course. And I, I think this is going to improve dramatically. KD averages, I believe, eight free throw attempts. Don't hold me to that. I think that's just off the top of my head. Eight free throw attempts a game. Um, the next highest is Devin Booker, I believe, at six and a half a game for the Phoenix Suns. We all know they've had a problem getting to the line. I think he's really going to help them get to the charity stripe, number one. And number two, is it possible? Is this a, a unbelievable thought right here, Basinonians, but is it possible somehow, some way, collectively, the Phoenix Suns actually get better on the defensive end of the floor? Is, is, is that honestly something that is a possibility as a whole, collectively? They get better on the defensive end of the floor when Mikel Bridges is, for my money, the best defender in the NBA? That would fall on Monty Williams really making some impressive rotational moves because I, I, you'd have to get creative. Now, you've got a piece in Kevin Durant, right? I mean, the guy can defend. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet, it but I think the they'll most be a better underrated team. element of Kevin yes. Durant, is it not? Well, because people just look and they see 30 points a game, basically, for his career. To answer your question, the Suns are 27th in the NBA, attempting 21.7 free throws a game. Now, Brooklyn is 28th, so maybe having Kevin Durant didn't help them all that much uh, in that regard. But I think that that is a really overlooked aspect of this, is more the... I'm always hesitant to go down this path, but the disrespect Suns fans think their team gets, and it was harder to argue with that earlier this season when they would play Miami, and Miami would attempt 30 free throws, and the Suns would attempt five, and that happened a few times this season. When you have Kevin Durant in the playoff series, you're going to get more calls than you were before. It's not the exciting part of this, but it is It is the reality. When you play Dallas in, in a game five, they may not shoot 20 more free throws mm-hmm. than you this time because you have Kevin Durant, and officials respect Kevin Durant. That is something that, I don't know about you, Luke, but I really am going to be looking for that uh, tomorrow night. If, in fact, we've got Kevin Durant out on the floor in a Phoenix Suns uniform, and I'm fully expecting that right now. Can I just say that? This is going to be dangerous. I'm in the danger zone right now. This is bad. I just expect him. I just totally expect he's going to play, right? What if they come down and say, you know what? Well, you know what? It's it just didn't work. He just—he's not ready to go honestly, yet. But honestly, I'd, yeah, I'd start honestly. to get a little worried if he can't go tomorrow. I'm not saying people should, but it's gonna. There's up to this point, there has been no concern for me. If they're like, just, ah, he right. can't play again tomorrow, I'm right. gonna start to wonder, like, why? Yes, <laughs> like he was supposed to be close. Going like into I the think he, this is just me. Nobody's told me this, and it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong on this. But I honestly think he could have played against the Bucks. I think he could. I think he could have played against the Bucks, and, and I. I think it was smart where they just said, you know what, why don't we just take it easy on this one right here, okay? We, we, we've we nursed him enough right now. We've given him time to recover, of course, and and now all of a sudden we, we have rehabbed him. Let's wait on this until we play Charlotte. <laughs> you know, let's see, the Milwaukee Bucks with Jay Crowder and us facing Jay Crowder for the first time, uh, or Charlotte. <laughs> 
The Bucks or Charlotte? Uh, you know what? Let's go Charlotte. I think there's a, a level of intelligence to to look at, and I hate load managing, but the guy's coming back from an injury, and we've already seen this season. Devin Booker came back from an injury, played one game, and then he was out for a while because he wasn't quite ready to come back. If you have identified, hey, he could come back the first game out of the All-Star break, so let's hold him out for two or three more. That's what I would do at this point. You're so invested in Durant because of what you gave up that he has to be healthy for you to have a chance to win a title. And if he doesn't play tomorrow, that doesn't mean something's wrong. But I, I'm just saying, if he doesn't play tomorrow now, too, this is going to be the first time where I'm like, all right, then how hurt is he? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, this may not have. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, and we if all understand. If he doesn't play tomorrow and they're like, but he's definitely playing Friday, like the team says that, then, yeah. then that's fine. But if it's just constantly like, oh, we're going to push it back a few more days, then yeah. people are going to start to get nervous. Now, when he comes back, nobody's going to care that he missed a game against Charlotte, if that's the case. I know. I cannot wait, though. It's just... He, it's literally like when you were seven years old all over again in Santa came and you're running down the stairs and you just cannot wait to see what's under the tree. It's the same thing with Kevin Durant right now. And, you know, for the most part, too, the defense is the first thing I'm going to look forward to see if they're actually playing as a cohesive defensive unit. Uh, number two, I think I'm, I'm going to look for whether or not they're trying to run plays for KD. Run plays for KD. Are they going to try to force the issue. Get KD hot. Get him going right now in his very first game. Are they going to run a lot of plays for KD? Or is it going to be something they're going to just ease him into it? Those two things, more importantly on anything else, looking at the defensive end of the floor for how they play as a unit and then, of course, on the offensive end of the floor, if they're running specifically trying to get him going early in the game. That's I think you hit on it. It's like getting a present for Christmas and it's exactly what you wanted, but you just get a picture of the present. You don't like Here's a picture of the present wrapped up. You can have it in three weeks. That's kind of what it is. Here's a picture of whatever you wanted. You don't get the present until January 27th. Yeah. That's what this feels like right now. We know that. Uh, Well, I'll be excited at a 15 out of 10, though. Well, but a picture? I mean, honestly, somebody gives you that, hey, we're going on a trip. Here, here, here's where we're going. It's like that uh, (sighs) episode of Seinfeld. We're all going to sign the picture and give it to you. It'll be great. All right, we come back. The NFL Combine is underway in Indianapolis. So how worried are you that two of the top prospects that the Cardinals probably are looking at aren't working out. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Joe, we are out here at Salt River Fields. It is Wolf and Luke on a Tuesday morning. And let's see, Wolf, we're surrounded by baseball. We got all the Kevin Durant stuff going on. Yeah. You have uh, March Madness. I mean, tomorrow's March. The madness officially began over the weekend. February 28th. That's right. But the combine's going on. So here we are. We didn't even really get to talk a ton of football yesterday. There's some stuff to talk about today. And I'm going to start with this tweet from Adam Schefter that Jalen Carter is uh, is not going to be participating at the Combine in terms of the workout portion. He'll do the interviews and everything. Uh, he's not the only one. Will Anderson, according to a report on Yahoo, he hasn't ruled anything out. He The, the line on Will Anderson is he, quote, plans to participate in at least some on-field work, unquote. So he'll do a little bit more than Jalen Carter. He's going to do the whole Combine. Uh, Bryce Young, who the Cardinals obviously aren't drafting, but he's not working out at the Combine. He's just doing interviews. Yeah. This might just be the way it is now. 
No, it is the way that it is right now, and uh, I despise this when guys do this. I do. Um, I think it's a lack of competitiveness, a burning desire to actually get out there because you're sitting in the catbird seat right now. What are you afraid of? Sucking buttermilk? Is that what it is? You're going to get out there and you're afraid of what? What? Getting hurt? Hey, listen, you could go out and you could work out every day. Every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're going to sit there. you got a workout plan. Getting ready for the combine or getting ready for your pro day. You're going to work out. You might blow your knee out doing that. It, no, it just, right. To me, again, I, I get it. I understand. They're sitting there. Hey, listen, I'm going to be the first guy. I could be the first guy taken in this draft right now. I've got everything to lose. That's what these guys are thinking. But can I tell you right now, a dog, a real dog, is going to say, I'm going to compete. I don't care. That would tell me more about that guy if, in fact, he did compete. Even when he's in the catbird seat right now, it tells me more about his competitive spirit and his competitive heart than anything else. It's like sitting the last game of the baseball season because you have the like percentage point lead for the batting title. Exactly. So you just don't want to play because you're... <laughs> I mean, it basically indicates you can only mess things up, right? Yes. Uh this is just, I mean, we have a clip from Charles Barkley. We're going to play a little bit later on the show talking about load management in the NBA. It's very similar to me of you're almost being too careful, which really isn't what sports are about. And this is why you get those random guys that show up at the combine that were going to be the 21st pick in the draft, and they kill it at the combine, and they end up going fifth because they actually showed up and, and worked out. And then teams teams overvalue it, which I hate, but you also can't blame teams for valuing what a guy does at the combine when the top guys just refuse to do anything. Yes. Listen, Luke, I, if you've got a legitimate injury, I, I get why you don't want to compete. I do. I, I get that. Cool. But if you're skipping the combine, um, you know what? It makes me want to skip you. <laughs> it does. <laughs> because where is that competitive fire? What are you afraid of? Honestly. You're Jalen Carter, man. You you are the best three technique in college football coming out. You are the best. Well, I get it. You might be taken number one overall by the Chicago Bears. What are you afraid of? Just go out there and let her. It, it tells me more about that guy because their pro day, they're going to do it. They're going to do their pro day. They're going to do it. They're going to run out there. Oh, it's yeah, a that's controlled right. environment. It's a controlled yeah. environment, and I get to go. What? So... That tells me it's not just the injury thing, because you're going to do it on your pro day, but you're going to do it where you can control it. Guess what? You step in, in between the white lines, Basinonians, <laughs> guess what, man? There's a lot of stuff that happens to you on the field you can't control. There's a lot of stuff that happens to you on the field you have no control over whatsoever. I just would love to see a competitive spirit. That's all I'm saying right now. And Will Anderson, you broke my heart. Well, Will Anderson might actually do something. Jalen Carter doesn't sound like he's going to do anything. What are you going to do, Will? You're going to pick and choose? Okay. You're going to pick and choose what you're going to do. Why not just show up and say, I'm here because I'm a competitor? Well, it says, and I least, don't care. At least some on-field work. Could you be uh, any more vague listen, than I, at least I some? Haven't, I haven't um, turned my back on Will Anderson okay. yet. That's good. I have not. Because he's probably going to be a But the Cardinal. whole Jalen Carter thing right here, the whispers out there, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is this is part of it right here. The plan of his motor going quiet from time to time. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't compete the way that he should. Listen, I know there's some people that say that about Will Anderson. I say go watch the tape. Go watch the tape. This guy, this guy, watch the game. Is there a game here or a game there? You might say, 
man, yeah, that uh, that motor wasn't great there. That effort wasn't great there. But watch Jalen Carter. The whispers are out there about him, and that's a dangerous thing. And now all of a sudden you get this. I'm not going to compete at the combine because, you know what, I think we all know why. I'm the guy, and uh, I have everything to lose. Man, why don't you show me? Why don't you sh- why don't you show me some circumference and get out there and compete? Because it's in your blood. It's who you are. I, Man, it would say so much more about a guy that has everything to lose that is out there on the field competing than it does taking this route. It's an extension of guys not playing in bowl games, and I hate that. But that at least makes some sense to me if you've been playing all season, maybe you're a little bit beat up, and, and you could have a bad injury in your final college game. I get See, that. I think, it's, I think it sucks, butter. I don't like that either, I, but I'm saying this is worse. Sure. This, you've had two months off, and you're just working out. Yes, you could get hurt. You could get hurt doing anything at that point. Uh, I, I don't I don't really understand See, this sometimes stuff. you know, doing the smart thing. Is it smart? Yeah, in, in a very deceitful kind of way. It is smart. It's a smart thing to do. You have everything to lose. Why would you go out there and compete and show yourself? What does Jalen Carter have to lose if he can't uh, bench press as much? <laughs> okay, well, sorry, Jalen. You could only bench 500 exactly, pounds. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's what I'm saying right now. What I, I don't understand that mentality. Well, it's a smart thing to do, Wolf. Really? I just think it's overly cautious. I think it's the soft thing to do. I was wondering when you were going to say that. I didn't want to steal your line, but I mean, that's what everybody's thinking, right? That's that's what this is. And this is... No, there's a lot of people out there They think this is the smart thing to do right here. Why would you go out there? You've got everything to lose, Luke. Why would you do it? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because your heart says, you coward. That's what it says. Go out there and compete. There's no way Jalen Carter is dropping further than three in this draft if he has a bad combine. Like, if he goes out there and just swears at people in the interviews and, <laughs> you know, falls over in the 40-yard dash, yeah. But then he probably shouldn't have been a top three Walks anyway. up to somebody, looks at him, and jigs him right in the eye. Yeah, which he's still yeah, doing he the interviews, so I guess, I guess he could do that. He could drop if you did that to the wrong person. But it's, <laughs> if he's not the fastest defensive lineman, that's not going to drop him. Now, some of this is the NFL and teams putting too much stock in the combine Look, and overreacting and you're forcing players to overthink this now. Yeah, that pendulum is coming back once again, Basinonians. It's coming back on the football field and the schemes in which they're using and it's coming back as well in which they're evaluating football players. It's not all, oh, athletics. Athletics. This guy's so athletic. This is what he can bench. This is his 40 time. Look at his shuttle. His shuttle was just ridiculous. Stop it. Can he play football? Put the tape on. Will you please? What do you think the people that are setting up for this baseball game I, think I, when they walk by? I don't know. I'm way up here. I, I blame Greg Brady. That's oh, Yeah. Greg Brady. You should get Jared out here. Greg this, Brady this called me old. He did. Right at the end of the show when he knew you'd be called listening. Called me old. There's yeah. no way you wouldn't be listening. Hey, Jared, why don't you come down here and find out how old I am? <laughs> I would pay so much money to watch that. Yeah, I, they would stop the game. They would so, they would pause the pitch clock. That's how big of a deal it would be. Yeah. Everybody would look up here on the porch to see Wolf yeah. and Jarrett fight. 
We, we have to be able to arrange this. I mean, if we all work together, there's got to be a way to make it happen. So I, br- I blame Greg Brady for getting me way up here right now. Way too early to be up there. Do you have any concern from the Cardinals' perspective of these are probably the two guys you're looking at? Like, this is the sort of stuff, the reason I hate this is it opens the door for a Tyree Wilson to go out there and have a really good combine. And the Cardinals <laughs> to be like, well, he worked out, so we drafted him, and then Will Anderson goes to the Hall of Fame and Tyree Wilson's Let's season. see what Will Anderson does. I just uh, refuse to believe it. The guy broke my heart. This guy is a competitor. That's what he is. Go out there and compete, Will. Please. He is competing in at least some on-field work. I'm very overprotective of Will Anderson Jr. right now. (laughs) Jalen Carter completely bailed. Jalen Carter's just doing (laughs) interviews. Oh, my goodness. I know, but don't follow Jalen Carter and what he's doing. Go out, Will Anderson. Just doing interviews Go is basically ball. It's basically what you and I are doing right here. Like to get drafted in the top five of the NFL, you should have to do more than we're doing for this show. <laughs> right. You should at least have to run in a direction. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's that's my new requirement for the NFL. Uh, all right. Text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty. Right now, we come back. Spring training's in full swing. Why do we believe the Diamondbacks are maybe a team to watch in the National League this season? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports league. Wolf and Luke, live from Salt River Fields, on your home for Arizona Diamondbacks baseball, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the show. We are out here at Salt River Fields. It is Wolf and Luke. We got D-backs, White Sox coming up here. Uh, D-backs fared pretty well against the Cubs yesterday. And Wolf, I should point out, they beat West Virginia, which is really all I cared about for the purposes of this show. Yeah, yeah. No so take that. They're a bunch of college kids. Hey, well, you know what? I mean, that's they're not <laughs> no pros. excuses. Well, wait a minute. They are. Let's see the NIL. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we we have muddled the waters when it comes to a college kid and whether or not he is a professional. I'm sorry. Boy, Jared did get you really fired up today, didn't he? Oh, my goodness. We haven't even gotten into the... Just stop. There are two... There's three topics coming up on the show that I know are going to get you fired up, and we haven't even gotten to them yet. Yeah. Uh, Just compete, will you, please? Is there anything wrong with that? Just compete. On to our back to baseball. The uh, the D-backs... Generating some buzz, I would say, around the league in terms of at least not being at the bottom of the standings. But I, I think if they if they were to if they were to make a push for a wild card spot this year, that would surprise a lot of people nationally. What do you think it would do to people locally? There's definitely more of a buzz around this team. Yes. You and I were talking about it early in the show yesterday. Merrill Kelly, when he joined us, said flat out that he's he has higher expectations for this year's team than he has the last few years. And I know everybody, you have optimism at the end of February and early March yeah. if your baseball team is going to win 55 games. But I think it's it's legit this year with this team. Not that they're going to like make some playoff run, but I, I think they're still going to be relevant in September. Yeah, that that is the cool thing about it right there, Luke. I, I have that expectation as well. And uh, listening to some of the players yesterday and talking to them, not only what they said on air, but off air as well, you just got this sense there is a quiet, very quiet confidence inside that clubhouse as to how this season may actually go for not only the players individually, but the team collectively, of course, overall. Um, Yeah, I think it's interesting. The Diamondbacks have raw talent, some raw talent that they're going to try to develop at the major league level. 
These are not finished products when you talk about Alec Thomas, when you talk about Corbin Carroll. You talk about even Jake McCarthy, to me, is not a finished product. I can't wait to see how this team comes together. I expect them to be good defensively. I think they're going to be able to manufacture runs. It's that rotation. How how many innings can that rotation eat up before you have to go to the bullpen? I think that's the question for me. Well, and that's <laughs> the second question is the bullpen, right? I mean, the bullpen was what, what was going on in the eighth and ninth inning last season was frustrating in the moment, but it really didn't mean anything in the standings. It's not like they were in a, in a race for a playoff spot. Imagine if they were. I mean, that was maddening enough as it was. Imagine if they missed the playoffs by two games last year with all the blown saves and, and missed opportunities they had. So that, that to me, is still a huge question. They didn't really go into the offseason with a closer. I mean, you've, we talked to Andrew Chafin yesterday. Maybe he's part of that. Maybe it's a committee. Maybe they have to figure it out as the season goes. To, to be fair here and to play devil's advocate, the bullpen, the starting rotation behind Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, there's yeah. some questions there. Uh, and you're in a division with the Dodgers and Padres. I'm so glad you brought that up right there because, once again, the rotation. The rotation, I think, is the pass-apart, too, for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I know there's probably not a lot of people that will agree with me on that, but for me it is. I'm looking at the first two guys. I think anyone looking at Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly, you feel really, really good about those first two guys. And then you got Madison Baumgartner. Madison Baumgartner, mad bum. Um, the highest-paid player on the team, he's making $23 million. It's not even close. The second highest his player is Cattell Marte making $11 million. Um, Mad Bump, can I just tell you right now, I expect big things from him this year. And the reason why I say that is, do you think Madison Bumgarner knows how to pitch? Do you think he, he, he's experienced success in his life? He's had a pretty and, decent and knows, Yeah, the last couple of years here have been really, really kind of rough for Madison Bumgarner. And I'm wondering if he got a wake-up call last year. A wake-up call. He should have gotten a wake-up call last year in his career. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, when you, when your career was rolling along, and I know this because I was an effort guy myself. That's all I was, was an effort guy. But you know what? By year seven and year eight, it was just kind of like, I think I know how to play this game. Why don't you get out of my way? I'm just wondering, you, you lose perspective from time to time. Mad Bum has the talent, has the ability, knows how to pitch. Yes, he's gotten older. He's He is changing his delivery, by the way, right? We we heard the reports of that coming into this spring. He's still the same age as Garrett Cole. Or he, may, he might yes. be one year older. Yes, I'm, I, I'm saying I think he may have needed a wake-up call in his career to say, I, I've... I've got to do something because i don't want to continue down this path right here i got a wake-up call late in my career year eight and i'm wondering if he got it as well last year still the same age as if one of them is aging faster than the other one they're always going to be <laughs> the same uh, ratio to each other as far as age but to your point it's not like madison Baumgartner is like it's not like his career is wrapping up it's not like there's other players around the league that are his age that are, that are out of the league you know there's some very good players around the league that are, that are right around his age. Um, 
I don't know what to expect from him because it's been a couple years of there are games where he looks really good. And you have a no hitter that was that was a short no hitter. It was a seven inning no hitter. I didn't imagine that, right? Yes. Um, that was within the last year and a half. But then the other guy you you mentioned in there, as far as the second highest paid player, Cattell Marte hit two forty last year. Yeah. I mean, you yes. need more out of him too. You, you need a lot more out of him. That year, a couple years ago, where he was a legit MVP candidate, he has not come close to that since. And at least two years ago. He still was hitting for average, just not power. Last year, 12 home runs and a 240 average. I mean, realistically, you're asking a lot of the Jake McCarthy's and Corbin Carroll's and Merrill Kelly's of the world if they're going to have to carry you while you're not getting much from Cattell Marte or Madison Bumgarner. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that one right there. But, you know, I, I just I think Mad Bum and so much of the time with Mad Bum, he, he's going to get hit. He's the, the ball is going to be put into play. And anytime you have a pitcher that's going to put the ball into play, you better have a defense. And that's an area of this team, an element of this team that I'm really looking forward to as well. You got Nick Ahmed, of course, coming back. Uh, Nick Ahmed, I think we'd all agree at short, this is a, a guy that is one of the best, one of the best gloves at short in the league. You got Evan Longoria as well. Very yeah, we interesting right there. Enough, you know, yeah. I haven't talked about him a lot, but you've got a legitimate third baseman as well. Cattell Marte at second and then a gold glover and Christian Walker of course at first. I'm very interested to see how this infield plays behind guys like Mad Bum, especially when the shift has been ruled as a net. We agree that Madison Bumgarner is the first Diamondback pitcher we're going to see this season get upset about the pitch clock or about throwing to first base and not being able to throw a third time. I mean, you could not get any more old school than Madison Bumgarner and set in his ways. Well, you can throw it a third time. You better get him. You better pick him off. <laughs> okay. That's what it is, right? Or else it is a ball. If he's one of the guests that randomly comes up here today, we're asking him, hey, right. no, Matt, but how do you feel about the pitch clock? You know, you've been doing something this way in the majors for years and years, and now they're abruptly changing it on you to favor the hitters. How do you feel about that? He'll probably get up and leave. Yes. He'll go fight uh, Jared Carlin, too. <laughs> I was, listen, I never said anything about fighting Jared. Said he just got me all jacked up. I think you invited him to come. Well, to your face. I think I was saying it with tongue in cheek. <laughs> oh, I was a little. I want to fire. Can you imagine what that would do for ratings? Oh my goodness! All right, we come back. Does Kevin Durant need to win a title with Phoenix to cement his legacy? One NBA great thinks so. You can probably guess who that is. We'll get into it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it's Wolf and Luke on a Tuesday morning out here at Salt River Fields. I think we're back in the studio tomorrow. Yeah. We both like the studio, but this is yeah, this is really the life for me. No, this is kind of cool out here. There's no doubt about it. I love being out at Salt River Fields, and you know me. I am a studio guy. You are a studio, studio news. Yeah. Love being in the studio, and yet this is the one place, one of the few places that we go on a consistent basis for the most part that I actually enjoy left field out here at Salt River Fields. I was really disappointed nobody hit a home run up here yesterday while you were 
not watching the game. Well, you, you look like you had put yourself in timeout and you were facing away. Yeah, that'd the be field. a serious shot, though, if it would have come anywhere yeah. close to us. Up yeah, here. that would have been. That would have to really get up. Not that serious. It could, it could have hit there and bounced, though, or something. It could have hit the cement. Yeah, bounced at up. least, yeah, hurt it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to see your reaction. <laughs> Like, what was that? Uh, All right, so let's get back to basketball, and let's get to Charles Barkley weighing in on Kevin Durant and this trade. Let's let's start here. Let's go big. Let's say uh, Charles Barkley on KD saying what we kind of anticipated a lot of people might be saying. He needs to win a title without Golden State to cement his legacy. If you go back and look at LeBron, who I really admire and respect, he said this. I did not say this. He says, I have... Had to win a championship without Dwayne to get old heads respect. Kobe Bryant said this too. He says, I have to win a championship without Shaq to get these old heads off my back. I I hold Kevin Durant to the same criteria. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what the fan says. I'm talking about old guys like myself who went through the trenches. Kevin Durant gonna have to before. Hey, hey, he's all time great. But when it comes to being mentioned with some of these other guys, he's going to have to win a championship where he's the leader of the team and he's the best player. Where do you start on that one, Luke? Well, I'll say this. He brought up LeBron. LeBron winning that title with Cleveland, to me, was the most impressive thing LeBron James has done. Because that partially it was because they were playing Golden State. It was because they were down in the series. It was the way they did it. I mean, him yeah. still have the image of him going down, blocking the shot there in that game to come back and, and ultimately win. I don't know that Kevin Durant has to win a third title to be mentioned with the all-time greats. But <laughs> if you win here, yeah. it is a lot different than winning in Golden State. They had just won the title just prior to that. The Suns have never won the title. You know, He's joining a pretty good team here, though. Yeah, no, you're right about that, Luke. You know, so much of life is about perspective. Is it not, Basedonians? It is. It's about perspective right now. And I'm not saying Chuck is necessarily wrong. If you want to sit around with your buddies on a Saturday night, Basedonians, and, you know, you split a pitcher or something like that, you want to sit around and have a debate about who are the greats in the game of basketball. If you want to do that, sit around and more power to you. Do I have to talk got like no problem. I got no. I got no problem with you doing that. But I honestly don't care. I don't. If I am Kevin Durant, and this is where perspective comes in. If I am Kevin Durant, you know what your job is, Kevin? Be the best player you can be. Period. Don't worry about this talk of legacy. Too many people are trying to manipulate their legacy. What is my legacy going to be? You know what? Legacy is so fascinating. You don't get to control legacy, Basinonians. It's people who watch you. It's what you do and what you say. That's your legacy to everyone else around you. It's like you can't give yourself a nickname. I mean, exactly right. There it is. I love that. Boy, leave it up to you, Luke, to take this this serious conversation and just bring it down to that right there. Because you're you're so right. You can't give yourself a nickname. You can't. And it's people ridiculous. Try. And it's it's one of the more legacy. What is it? <laughs> Honestly, how about you try to be the best basketball player, KD? Just be you. Just be the best basketball player you can be for the Phoenix Suns in. 
that may be good enough. You can't. So in terms of legacy, and you know, who's the greatest? Let's talk about. You can't talk about Kevin Durant until he actually wins the suite. I mean, you can't move around in this day and age and expect people to, to expect everybody to, to like. I mean, people don't even like LeBron's legacy. I, I and know. LeBron's I'm just one of the saying. two best players of all time. Once you start moving around, you can't get caught up. In as it. a player, I don't care. Well, as, as a player, I don't care if you're mentioning my name with the greats. Okay, but a lot of these guys do. And as I'm saying, is you, is you, you know can't. what? You can't. Once you start moving, if he had won a championship in Brooklyn, people would have been like, yeah, but okay, but he had to go win with Harden and Kyrie. If he wins one here, skeptics are going to say, well, yeah, but he had to play with Devin Booker and Chris Paul to do it. That's yeah. just the way it is. Once once he left Oklahoma City, he left any control of his legacy. Sure. And that's fine. I mean, if he fine. doesn't care, he'd be made, the best. I don't care. He could be retire the, with five rings. Be the best player you can be, KD. That's all I care about. Show up and ball. That's it. Let everything else take care of itself. All right, I'm going to play this cut of uh, Charles Barkley that I I completely agree with, and I'm guessing you probably will as well, talking about load management. I don't think fans get mad if you're making $30, $40, 50000000 million if you play basketball every night, but you can't make $30, 40000000 million and then sit out games. I think it's disrespectful to the game. I think it's disrespectful to the fans. Because like I say, these fans are paying their hard-earned money. And like I say, especially, you know what's going to be crazy? In this next TV negotiating deal, we're going to have guys making $70, 80000000 million a year. Yeah. And they're going to be saying, wait a minute, you're going to make $70 million and you can't play basketball three or four days a week with all the stuff. I mean, they fly private. They got the best medical stuff ever created. And I says, you can't disrespect the fans making $70, 80000000 million and say, you know what? I can't play basketball four days a week. I mean, listen, it ain't like we should working in a steel mill, brother. I mean, if people working in a steel mill every day, I'm pretty sure they tired too. Yeah. But they go to work every day. All right, standing up right now. Yeah, everybody, no, he's, he's, he's everybody right on out right there. here, go ahead under the tent right now. Okay, standing up. There it is. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's just so it's in your face. That was from it first really take, is. by the way. I should probably credit where it was. You from. know, here's here's the 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 other thing I would say about that as well. Um, it's not even the seventy, eighty million dollars. It's not even just that. It's guys who are making a whole lot less than that would go out there and do it and did it for a long, long time. Have already done it, played and built the foundation of the NBA. All these guys that are out here now making seventy and eighty million dollars. It's because of what the guys did when they tried to play in every game yeah. of no, the eighty two games. Look, season. there's there's a lot of times where Barkley says stuff and it's like, all right, you maybe maybe it is sour grapes that you had to go through this when you played or you you know, I have a cut here about him never joining a super team. You know, maybe he would have when he had the chance. I mean, that Houston team was whatever. I, I don't really. Barkley's opinion is is always entertaining to listen to, yeah. and a lot of time there's a lot of there's a lot of knowledge wrapped up in it that yes. I think people miss just because of the way he says it. And there's is, many that disagree with him, and he's okay with that too. Which is yeah, I don't think he cares at all. That's, that's, he's like he BA in that regard, a hundred percent right on the load management thing, and that that's not that's not one or two players. That's the problem that the NBA has. Can you imagine if NFL players were just like I'm just 
just I'm going to sit out uh, every other week yeah. because I want to be ready for the the playoffs. Like, all right, well, maybe I won't make the playoffs, or you know, my agent's telling me that to get my next contract next year. I just I'm only going to play nine games this year. We, we've talked about this in the past. Baseball players, for the most part, play the majority of games. Hockey players, I mean, you are looked down on by your teammates if you miss a game in hockey. And this is now a thing where it's, Phil Kessel was here a couple years ago. Yes. Not the most in shape looking guy. He's played over a thousand straight games in the NHL. That's mama and papa. This is the problem that the NBA is going to have, and Barkley just nailed it right there. It's it's okay, and in fact, probably encouraged by a lot of the teams that you know, you can't play three games in one week. Come on, back to back. There's no way you're going to play a back to back. Are you hurt? No, just can't play back to backs. I mean, Barkley is spot on, and the problem is not where they are right now. Where is this going? Yes, you know. <laughs> It's just amazing when you think about it, too. Again, would $7 million, would that be enough to make you, you know, but, but when you start going down that road, it's Disneyland, ladies and gentlemen. It is, metaphorically speaking. You can't compare real life with Disneyland and what happens inside the happiest place on Earth, right? I don't even think it's the money. You can't. If you... But but I guess what I'm saying is, you know, it's not the 70 or 80. Would $7 million be enough for most people <laughs> if you want to go down? that yes. road oh my goodness you know yes it would be you go out and play i uh, the the body calluses itself i am a believer i've talked about this with you many many times the body has a way of callousing itself the more work you give it it's not the other way around Dude, we, we've seen, i don't believe it we, we've seen in the nba guys that just play all 82 games or try to play all 82 games that that was the norm until just a few years ago this this is not this is not football being like hey we need to be careful with yes. injuries over time and I'm you're evolving you the game that, this is this is the nba on some level starting to fall apart because yes. again it's now it's just well obviously that guy's a star he's not going to play wednesday and thursday why would you even ask him don't even ask him where's it going to be in 10 years where it's like well he doesn't play the first half of the season he only plays home games exactly. is that where we're going with yes. all this because it's the only sport that's doing it, and we've all seen the NBA be normal in the past where guys played when they were scheduled. I don't think the money matters. You're right. It's like, it's, it's like when you go to Vegas and you know an omelet's going to cost $25. Yes. That's just you have to get past that. It's not the money. It's the fact that guys aren't doing their job. I'm going to slop it up anyways. Uh, I bet Jay Williams has strong thoughts on this. We're going to talk to him next, and uh, we're going to get his thoughts on when he thinks Kevin Durant's going to make that Phoenix Suns debut. The co-host of Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max joins us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.